one, the only, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein! Hey everyone, welcome back to the Underrated Podcast. We are the Undercast Company, made up of myself, Derek McDuff, Ariel Ortiz, Fred, and uh, Alan uh, Torres. Torres, Torres. Hey, right there. Hey, what's um, going on? Hey, what's up? Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss uh, underrated movies, um, under the radar movies, and movies that you know deserve a second look. Today we're going to be talking about a 2001 film, A Knight's Tale, starring uh, Heath Ledger, Shannon Saucerman, Mark Addy, Alan Tudyk, Rufus Sewell, uh, Laura Fraser, uh, along with Paul Bettany as Jeffrey Chaucer and James Purefoy as uh, the Bla- Prince Edward the Black Knight. Uh, the film was written, directed, and produced by Brian Hedgeland, and it uh, received pretty mixed reviews upon release, getting a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it did all right financially, but it wasn't a runaway success. One thing I also want to point out before we start, uh, happy anniversary, guys. This podcast mm-hmm. is going to be releasing on April 27th, which is going to be almost a year to the day, just a couple of days off from when we released our first three podcasts a year ago in 2019. So, yeah, yeah, I just, just got a notification. Of, I just got um, a Facebook memory of um, us announcing it coming out, like uh, I think two days ago. So yeah. Okay, hey, everybody, if uh, anybody wants to donate money to us, uh, I'll give my PayPal out. No worries. Uh, support us uh, in that <laughs> round. Here, I'll, I'll put my PayPal. Right. My Venmo. Yeah, Every, yeah. you guys you guys want to support this podcast then uh yeah, if you guys want we can start a patreon you can be the one and only sub, uh patreon supporter who me i no, i'm not no, anybody yes. anybody oh, out yeah. there who's listening anybody out there come on oh yeah, yeah. i was gonna on. say uh, yeah go ahead and, and and support us and and help us uh buy equipment uh so we can sound better yeah mm-hmm. but now that uh we talked about that um does anybody want to get started with uh what they thought about the movie. Uh, Fred, this was your suggestion. Uh, yeah. We talked about uh, it well, what can you say about... Okay, if God could make a movie, he <laughs> made it, is what I'm saying. Uh, this isn't Jesus Christ Superstar. What, what, no, what can I, what, no, you know what? What can I say for, for a movie that's... How can I put it? All right, so... No, no, because okay, so it's supposed to be like a period piece, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, right? Technically. No, no, I, I yeah. want to get into that a little bit. Well, I mean, no, that, it, that, it has no, historical figures. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so the story-wise, it's supposed to be like a period piece, right? Like you know, a night in a certain period in a certain time. Okay, normally you would go like the music would have the feel of that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music doesn't, but the music goes really well with all the scenes, right? You know, you know the best way to put it. This is Guardians of the Galaxy before Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I was thinking yeah, about that with the soundtrack. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is because the movie itself is good. <clears throat> the movie itself is its, its its own you know its own time. It's not like they try to be anything other than medieval times when they're doing it. But well, it is a little, the dialogue is a little anachronistic, well, which I don't think is a problem. I actually like it. But but what I'm saying is like, but the music instead of the music flowing with it of like. Uh, 
of being of that somewhat time period. Like um, Gregorian chants and fucking Skyrim yeah, battle music. Like that, you know, uh, uh, guys with a, a like uh, like the Witcher, like the Dandelion, you know, doing stuff. They <laughs> they they you end up having like Queen. You end up having uh, David Bowie. You 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 end up having uh, who who else? Don't they have ACDC at one point? Uh, I think so. And then they uh, have like, 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 like lowrider playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And oh, they yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they had ACDC. So so they Should have all, all, all this all this music that you would think would like pull you out, but they put it in such a way in, in the scenes that it works for what it is and for the style that it is, because it uh, it also has humor in it. Mm-hmm. So it works well. So that's why I say it it's it's like if you, if you wanted to equate it to something nowadays, it would be like the very first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it gives you that feeling. Yeah. And and that's why I, I maybe for its time back then is maybe why they got got like a, a, a maybe like a kind of like a down the middle score. But if it were to come out nowadays, it would probably get better. I mean, look, they they did it for like Suicide Squad. They try to do the Guardians of the Galaxy Oof. kind of look to it. Uh, I don't know if the Birds of Prey was like that because I never saw the movie. You know, the Harley Quinn. It wasn't too much. It was kind of its own thing. Well, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, with a soundtrack going with the movies, things, this one did it well for not being its correct period-esque music. Mm -hmm. It it really gets you really good job. Yeah, it it gets you going in certain spots. It's good music. It doesn't get. It doesn't feel cheesy. Uh, It just it, it feels good when you watch it. Yeah, you could tell that the music doesn't go with it at the time, but it works. It, it just sounds good. The acting is it's okay, but great at the same time. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Well, like it's, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like they're young still at the time doing yeah. their acting, so they're not like uh, at their at the top of their game. But they show why they do get to the top of their game, why they become, you know, over the over movies, over years, you see them get better and better and better. But you see like the raw talent that they're going to have, like like the jokes work, the the everything, every, just everything works well. Uh, with Paul Bettany and, and Alan Tudyk and, and the jokes they have and the back and forth, it's it's it's, it's good. Uh, Heath Ledger is great. Uh, yeah, it's just over overall. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to toot the horn of the movie. Like, there's still things that are wrong with it. Obviously, every movie does have it, but I'm just saying, just for 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 them, because it, it is rough around the edges. I want to say, like, the acting is still rough around the edges. I feel at times I'm kind of like, uh, but you can you can you do feel that they they are putting forth a lot of effort, and you can kind of tell that. Uh, you can see the progression. You know, it's one of those movies that at one point you go, "Well, this is where they started," and then you can see them. You know, uh, dark. You know, uh, when he's the Joker, you can see. Yeah, like, you can kind of see like where Heath Le- like Heath Ledger's got a lot of potential. Like yeah. he's good, but he ha- he's not like Heath no he's, Ledger yet. Yeah, he's not Heath you Ledger. You can see exactly. that he will become like a yeah. great actor of his generation, but he's exactly. not quite. But he's yet. not there. Yeah, and that and that's that's something that I appreciate with the movie. It's a little rough, but at the same time, it, it works with it. Especially being like, just that, just that genre that it is, and, and and where it's at, the little roughness kind of works for it in a way. But no, uh, I hear you. It, it's it's overall, I thought it's it's a genuinely, it's not it's not an Academy Award winning movie. It's not the best movie. It's not gonna blow your socks off. It's not gonna uh, shatter all your expectations. But 
the movie itself, even though I watched it back in the day and I really enjoyed it back in the day. And I thought, you know, I haven't seen it in a few years. When I brought it up, I just remembered from from back then. I saw it and I'm like, you know what? It still holds up to the same standards that it did back then. It's not a terrible movie. It's just a good, it's just a nice watch movie. Like it's not going to bore you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a fun watch. It's just a fun watch. It's it's not like I said. It's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to experience. Isn't going to change your life. But it's one of those movies that you can watch for about a, you know what like two hour movie, and you just enjoy the movie and you kind of forget where you're at for a little bit. You just kind of go with it and you just have fun. Yeah, and it's definitely during these kind of like trying times. It's a good just like kind yeah. of like turn your brain off and watch yeah. a fun movie. When I re- rewatched it, I was with my brother briefly, and it was the first time during this whole isolation. And I was like, "All right, let's have a, let's have some drinks." And I got drunk and watched the movie, and it was a fucking great time mm-hmm. because I think that movie it just kind of lends itself to the funness because on the surface, just looking at it, it looks like a kind of like historical period mm-hmm. piece movie but it's because it's got all these anachronisms like the music you know or like but it's not just the music it's stuff like she's got like purple streaks in her hair and it doesn't yeah. it's not like a mistake it does these things knowingly, and it kind of like you were saying that builds that kind of like feeling of the movie because the movie is it's really a like a 90s sports movie honestly masquerading Damn it. As yeah, a I was going to yeah. mention yeah. that yeah that's, that's and, correct yeah, it's, it's honestly it's closer Down to the mighty to... ducks than it is the gladiator down yeah. to we, the usage of we will, we will rock you. It is a sports yeah. movie. And I came yeah. to that yeah. realization on this recent um, mm-hmm. watching. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's like stuff like, oh, we're gonna, it's the world championship, you know, and like yeah. they have like the tournament and everything. It's really just like, you know, one of those 90s kind of great sports movies. I mean, they always have like, like the, they even have like a training montage too. Yeah. At the beginning. And there's, there's like a training montage. There's always like in those movies, there's always like an evil like villain who just has no redeeming qualities. Like Rufus Sewell is such a fucking good villain in this movie. He's just like scheming and evil and like there's nothing about him you'd like. I really like the love story in this. I feel like. If it was a worse movie, love story would have been like he would have seen um, the the princess at first, but then he's like he would have been like, oh, you know, actually, I really want to go for the blacksmith. But they're like, mm-hmm. no, we don't do that. Blacksmith is just a cool character. She just she's a woman who happens to be good at blacksmithing. She's got a little stuff in there about being a widow, and she just helps out. Like it's there's some cool female characters in this, mm-hmm. and they don't need to like make it cliched. Honestly, like all around, this is just like a fucking fun, good watch. Yeah. Like watch it, maybe have a drink. You don't have to, but like. All, all the way around, I just really love it. I love the stuff. Like, there's hints of historical stuff. Like, like Jeffrey Chaucer obviously wrote the Canterbury Tales, one of which is A Knight's Tale. I think it's the first one. It has It's nothing like this. It's, like, about, like, Roman gods and shit. And then, obviously, the Black Prince, and they were both around in the same century. I think they would have been roughly the right age, depending on this when this is set. I think I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff where Paul Bettany said it was set in, like, the 1370s, which would have kind of worked if, like, when, like, the because uh, that would have been before the Black Prince died and before Geoffrey Chaucer had written his Canterbury Tales. So it's kind of fun to have some like kind of li- little historical things like that, even though they're like, yeah, Geoffrey Chaucer was like a drunk gambler, which I don't think was a thing. Really fun movie. And I really would like to see more movies like this where on the surface they look like one genre of movie and it's just a completely different genre when you yeah. actually watch the content of the movie. And it's, that's something you, really unique and fun that this movie does that not a lot of things yeah. do. Well, yeah, going off of that, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, this is, like, maybe my 10th time watching this because it used to be always on DBS. So it was like, yeah. um, something to watch. 
Um, but yeah, like it for some reason, like at the beginning of this um, this movie, like maybe like even ten minutes in, I was like, "This is a sports movie." And <laughs> I yeah, I ended up like watching it this time. I ended up enjoying it that way, and like I've I've enjoyed it before, and I, I it is like um, a, a pretty good movie in my opinion. Um, but to experience it that way, and also, uh, also, in, uh, I think the stages I've like seen it is like maybe the classic, oh, like kind of historic, but not really historic, um, kind of way, and then like the slight love story kind of movie, and then now um, this time around seeing it as oh, this is a sports movie, and kind of like paying more attention to act the actual jousting element of the movie. Um, so it's a movie that all that gives a multi-layer kind of mm-hmm. in watching it, and and you can analyze it a couple of different times when you watch it. Yeah. Um, but I and I agree with um, Fred about how this kind of shows the early stages of all these different actors that have gone to numerous success, successes um, later on in their career, and that might have contributed to kind of like the mixed review of of this movie because this is like about the time after Heath Ledger did um, 10 Things I Hate About You. So he's kind of coming off of that kind of like slight teen heartthrob kind of um, persona. It hasn't really reached like the... Yeah, this is before Brokeback, but after 10 Things. So yeah, he's still that very much that teen heartthrob Mm -hmm. kind of like not taken super seriously yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and you know having that kind of thing, and then Alan Tudyk was just coming off of Firefly, so he wasn't that big of a well-known actor or character actor for that reason. With that, he's known for so much in recent history with with his numerous um, voice talents, mm-hmm. voicing my my Green Arrow or you know or any of the. Pixar he's in like all the Disney movies now. Yeah. Oh my god, he's, 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 he's like he's like a and he was he played a chicken. Wasn't he the robot in Rogue One? Yeah, he's the robot. Yeah, he was the, oh, the, the, yeah, the pirate. He's coming back too. Um, but yeah, I mean, for a guy who could play a chicken in a, a Pixar Disney movie, who went to Julie Like yeah. a master <laughs> and master. Yeah, and, um, but. Yeah, I think it's just these. It was these early stages of of these great actors, and to that just going back and watching it for that reason, and seeing where these actors that you come to love and like are in your daily lives. In the case of Alan Tudyk, um, to see them in their early early days would be is a pretty good experience, also to top it all off. Yep, yep. Um, oh, yeah. What do you think, Owen? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I agree with everybody on a lot of points. Um, I do have some things that I didn't care for. Uh, well, this is a minor thing. It's very long. I, I didn't know it was that long. I was like, oh, it's probably like an hour and a half or something. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like, right when the credits started, I was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a sports movie sent medieval times because We Will Rock You. And I remember watching it way back in the day, every now and again, I'd go to Fred's house and he'd have it on or his sister has it on. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But yeah, I remember going, holy shit, this is two hours and a half? Yeah. I was like, this is a very long movie. So that was my only gripe. It could have been cut down to like two hours, but it's not a big deal. 
Um, actually, all of these aren't really like hating on it. I just kind of go, oh, they're small little nitpicks. Villain for me, I thought he was pretty generic. I was like, yeah, he's the typical jock. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. He's going to be the bad guy. And then this one was actually the biggest nitpick with me and, and my girlfriend because she watched it with me. So what about Homegirl, uh, the romantic lead, the uh, female romantic lead? She has the most 90, 1990s fucking outfits and hairstyles <laughs> compared to everybody else. There was literally a scene. I think she was literally like, wearing uh, this one of the same outfits that Julia Roberts wore in, in um, Pretty Woman. Kind of. The Chanel outfit? Yeah. See, my girlfriend I, I literally yelled like at the though. screen and was like, oh, my God, this bitch came out for <laughs> Chanel. And I was like, holy shit, she but you, did. You know, and, like, you, she had the purple hair, which is, yeah. like, funny because, like, purple, purple like, in, purple, like they, they, you couldn't, like, even get purple dyes, like, back nah. in those days. That's why purple's associated with royalty is because it was such, like, a fucking impossible color to make. And so I'm they just, actually like, yeah, okay. dye your hair with that? You. Like she was just like, she was was super like rich. and then and then we kept going. We're like, who the fuck is she? We're like, <laughs> is she is she a witch because she has these futuristic clothes, or is she a noble woman? Who the fuck? Like I was like, is she like a tournament roadie? No, she was she was she was a noble woman. She was a noble. We had to look it up, and we're like, oh, she's a noble woman. But we're just like, who the? F-? She's like a '90s witch, fucking time traveler noble yeah. woman. We're like, okay, that's what she is. Yeah, because all, all the all the she's, knights were she's supposed like to be. She's like Melissa Joan Hart's uh, sister. Almost. What? She's like Melissa Joan's heart sister. Yeah, fucking uh, Sabrina yeah. the medieval witch. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say like now everybody had to be of of some kind of uh, noble household to be a knight. Mm-hmm. So everybody watching them up in the stands were all either royalty or high society sitting there. So that's how come you know that's that's how you get that gist of. When the girl comes and says, oh, my lady wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. It's where you're supposed to infer that, that she was uh, of some kind of higher status. Yeah, yeah that's what I think. Because, you know, after a while, they're like, oh, Sir Ulrich of whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sir Black Prince of England. Sir, yeah. or, I'm sorry, Lady 1990s over here. <laughs> fucking da 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 But no, yeah, I mean, other than those three, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, I like the soundtrack. Uh, like Derek mm-hmm. said, it's very anachronistic, uh, which I enjoyed. I was like, I, I actually like that when movies, you know, even if they're like a period piece, but they add like modern music. I was gonna, I always enjoyed that. Like I know Django and Chain. Uh, there's a scene where like Django's just, you know, he, he saves the day or something in the middle of the movie, and this like fucking rap song just blares, and like, and I remember seeing in the theater, and just everybody got hype, and I was like, "That's pretty sick. I like it. It's just a modern yeah. day gives you the song. Afro, gives you the Afro samurai feel. Fuck yeah, I like that. Yeah, Afro samurai. Gatsby I, that, pretty well. I, that might. Be oh also, yeah, Greg Gatsby did a good job with that too. That might also be one reason, like why? I mean, because you know, medieval times is something that's very. It's it's kind of a culturist thing with like you know, um, Renaissance, Renaissance fairs and things like yeah. That. So there might be like there might have been like a, a a group of people turned off. They're like, oh, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Like the purists might have might have um, given it a bad rap too, because you know I mean, and then also what what we were saying earlier that people weren't as accepting of acronistic kind of elements to movies so much back then than they are now for some reason. Yeah, because that was, I think, a lot of the reason it got bad reviews. People were like, what is this Queen song doing this movie about the Middle Ages? Mm. Ugh. 
I'm like, fuck you. I mean, and there was a lot of storylines going through it. So you had the sports theme, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got the theme in there with with the love of the guy and the girl, right? Mm-hmm. So then you got it's like an adaptation. So of like I, you, one Chaucer thing that well, well it, in and then only. hang on, and in then name. hang on, and then you also have a story about a father and a son. Oh, yeah. uh, trying to tell him, you know what, if you try the hardest, you can achieve your dreams. And so, like, there's, like, three different kinds of genres of things still mixed together in this medieval movie. So it can be a lot if you, like, if you really delve into it. I, for the first time since I've watched the movie uh, at all, I've always, like, the, the one thing I've always wondered was, because I, I didn't pay, like, 100% attention. I just enjoyed the movie. Every time I watched it, I just watched it, right? Mm-hmm. At the end scene, when they're kissing, the stars are around them. I've always been like, what the fuck is that? Dude, that always takes me out. I'm like, this is one of those damn uh, Grease movies where they fly, right? But that's not it. It's because the dad's always telling the son that, you know, you can always change your destiny. You can always change the stars. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when the stars come out, it's his changing the destiny, changing the stars. So it obviously makes sense. But I've never, really looked, I've never really looked into it. Dragonheart's a really good movie. Isn't that the one with Sean Connery? Yeah, the I'm a dragon, dragon at the stars and shit. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, that's going to be the next podcast we're going to do. <laughs> no, 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 I just watched Stardust. We should do that. that yeah, was, yeah. I've actually Stardust. seen Stardust. I, I think I might be down. Stardust I, was, like I, the, was like the impetus for us doing this whole thing. Yeah, which well, like, it, it's the impetus oh, of yeah. everybody doing which, yeah. this kind which of was, podcast. What, well, we're just like, wait, it's Stardust, most, that's a fucking good movie. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's the most well-known Hold up. Movie. Hold on. Which, what is Stardust? I keep asking everybody. It's, it's a Neil Gaiman ad- yeah. adapted film. It's, it's got really, Daredevil really and uh, Superman in it. Superman, um, Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer. Robert De Niro plays a gay space, like, hey, pirate hey. that flies hey. in the sky. Again, again I'm incredible. saying, again, I'm saying what? Yeah, it's really good. It's Wait, incredible. No, you know which one I thought you guys were talking about was the one where, um, uh, Damn it! What's his name? Brendan Fraser is reading a book. No, no, no. Oh. no that no, 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 is no, 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 no. um. Goodness me! What is it? I don't know, but that's what I thought it's you guys were talking about. It's, no, it's not bedazzled. <laughs> it's but, the rip off of a page master. I know which one you're talking about. Uh, that's for the past. No, the that news. one's a good one too. George of the Jungle too. Uh, I haven't actually. Obviously, we're getting off topic. Yeah. I don't know what the movie you guys are talking about is. Probably never seen it. It's really good. It's like yeah. it's on Netflix. It's the most well-known. Listen, not gonna watch movie. it unless we gotta watch it. That's yeah. the that's, I'm gonna tell you guys that right now. I'm not gonna watch it unless we gotta watch it. But, well, we might. We might. But, just. Um, but yeah, like like I said, like uh, that was the one thing that I've never, I didn't really like. I I've I've seen it, but I've never brought it like actually like to break it down like that. Because this time around, watching the movie, whenever I watch the movies for what we're doing now, I'm watching them objectively. To see what what it is at the end, so that's why I picked up a lot more of the dad. I picked up that love story over there. I picked up the the you know the jock thing here, and then I noticed that at the end, finally, what the stars meant. I was like, oh, so it wasn't just a throwaway scene. It actually it actually meant something because the dad's looking up to the sky, even though he's blind. He's been looking up to the sky to see the change in the stars because of his son. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I you know finally obviously watching it more objectively and seeing what's going on. I finally yeah, picked up on that. It's kind of a beautiful moment, I think. Yeah. For me, I was like, eh. But I'm going to tell you. I'm okay, not, they're, they're in love. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Before, I just saw it as a whatever scene. But Inkheart. It, uh, I was looking Inkheart. Dragonheart Inkheart. That's what it was. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> that's why we got confused. And All I've right. seen those two movies, and those two movies are good. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a fun flick. Uh, one thing I will say is like uh, I just to kind of like fin- finish up. I, I think it's underrated. I do think I do deem it to be underrated. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff of it. I, I don't think it's like you know Oscar worthy or anything like that. But like, I think it's a fun flick to watch. You know, definitely you're not going to be disappointed. I think when you finish it, I think you might be like, eh, it's a little too long, but. I think also, like everybody was saying, it's great to see all the actors, you know, before their prime. I mean, especially seeing like Paul Paul Bettany and uh, Alan Tudyk. I fucking absolutely love Alan Tudyk. He he's mm-hmm. especially in a podcast about underrated films. The most underrated actor, in my opinion, is fucking Alan Tudyk. That guy, one of the hardest working too, kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah he's the Joker right now in Harley Quinn the 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 show. He's Mister Nobody in Doom Patrol where. He fucking destroyed that that movie, like that mm-hmm. that show. Like he just killed it. Like he he stole the show. He's on all the Disney blockbusters right now. He's always in something. Yeah, and he's like, literally he, a voice in like every single Disney movie. Yeah, go on IMDb, put Alan Tudyk. Look at all the fucking Disney movies he's in, and you're like, oh shit! Like yeah, this guy, did, he's just a badass. Yeah, the and, things they did with Pixar with um John Ratzenberger, they're doing that now with Alan Tudyk in Disney movies. Like he's their good luck charm. Yeah, and it, oh, and then also with Star Wars, I mean, he is get the reason why they're having a prequel show of of Diego Luna's character and his Cassian Andor from the cast. Uh, yeah, cast um uh, is because of him is because he his character of um of K K three S O K three S O yeah uh, K R S one oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> his character his, him. <laughs> They're they're dynamic in that movie, and mainly because of him is the reason why they're creating a whole show off of two characters that technically have died already. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Rogue One. I mean, it's Rogue Diego One is Rogue and Alan Tudyk. Like, what else can you want? Like, you might yeah, as well right. just be like the Mandalorian part two. Yeah, you Fuck can really Pedro see. You, you can really see. Uh, Diego Luna is a really good actor. I mean, you can really see it. Yeah. In, if you guys ever watch Casa de Mi Padre. You can really see his acting. <laughs> oh you can see his acting shine. Uh, really, really come out and shine in that one. Yeah, but um, for me, final things are like, yeah, it's a really great movie. Um, if you are a general fan of of um, game of not game of um, Game of Thrones, yeah, movies of sports movies in general, and you wanted to see something different, but in the same vein. Then definitely check this out. It's um, a great movie in that way, but also it has all these little entwines of, of, of course, medieval um, things and things like that. Maybe not too much, but there's all these different things if, you, if you're interested in that too. Um, definitely great acting, like we've said. Uh, Paul, just like one of the also main reasons to watch is just Paul Bentley is just his acting acting during the big uh, the introductions of oh yeah Edger's character so fucking good. oh yeah like, so good just so <laughs> like as an english major like he like I, who loves jeffrey chaucer and thinks he's probably the most influential writer ever like he fucking nailed it yeah i mean the first time he introduces him it's just like so enthralling and it's just like gets better and better with every sentence of the whole like he didn't he did not speak for a year 
just to know the importance of a whisper and just all this that shit cracked me up I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that shit killed me i was like fuck yeah <laughs> it just gets you you like would want you or you're gonna want a person like that just to like that and you know just to yeah he's uh you know, he's the number one hype man story. right behind yeah Fair exactly <laughs> you know what? i would put him above slaves you know what's gonna what he's gonna do what i want him to do now in wandavision it's uh, just hype, hype fuck yeah every time like she's just like when she rocks the classic like in the trailer she's rocking the classic scarlet mm-hmm. scarlet witch uh-huh. costume he's gonna be like oh my fucking god chaos magic and fucking da, 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 da. look at her she's gonna do, do this and da. i'll be like hell yeah fuck yeah dude. <laughs> well, just be just be vision in a plaid shirt just hyping up scarlet witch now yeah. i wanted him to be when he was jarvis hyping up iron man right before he comes out on stage yeah hey it's fucking house of emmett dude she's like she can literally just house of Emmett that shit and just be like you know what you'd be really fucking cool if you paul bettany can be jarvis vision and paul bettany hyping yourself up hyping everyone up hyping all four versions of you up that's it we'll just call it paul bettany vision (laughs) yeah you're you're gonna hype yourself up house of m that's it i'd watch it i'd be down but yeah, definitely, in my opinion, a must-watch. Especially yeah. if you're a fan of Heath Ledger. I mean, who who isn't? But, right. Um, and, yeah. I won't lie, though. I, I, like, right when you said that, who isn't a fan of Heath Ledger? I, I like Heath Ledger. Uh, I kind of thought for a while his performance. I, I liked his performance when The Dark Knight came out of The Joker. I really loved it. And then after a while, I was like, yeah, you know what? It was really cool. But now but like, again. Yeah. But it's not and as good as Jerry of, Leto's. I get, I get you. I feel you. Yes, of course. I feel of you. Course. I feel the you. show. And so I know. Squad. <laughs> like, that's why. That's uh, why he's uh, Morbius now. Uh, uh, but like, but but now like, with seeing uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. Excuse me. Sorry, Arthur Fleck, not the Joker. <laughs> now I go. Damn. You know what? Heath Ledger really did a great job. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who just did not care for. You're like, wow, he did uh, a better job than I thought. Is that what you're saying? Joker movie. <laughs> no, I just thought, like, you know what? Heath Ledger really killed it. I guess my suspicions were correct after I the mean, past 12 years. But Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he is, uh, in my opinion, um, one among the greats. Of course, the all great ever being is Mark Hamill. But, um, <laughs> Listen, if if you watch his, his portrayal in Brokeback Mountain... You're like I see the pain he has as the Joker. No, I no. What, what I'm saying is like you, you would almost be like, yeah, I could. You feel you feel sorry for him for what he goes through, and that's how I go. Man, this guy's a good actor. He makes me feel I, bad for his situation. Yeah, I mean, if you look, uh, you work to Heath Ledger mode. If you look over, he is an actor in the filmography. It's just so many different types of characters, like. Mm-hmm. This character, his 10 Things I Hate About You character, mm-hmm. that multi-layer performance there. It, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Um, but also, like, um, mm-hmm. Brothers Grimm of being yeah. this that was, like, shy that was, kind of that was pretty good. Uh-huh. That was a good one. That, yeah, that's a movie that's you're like, oh, yeah, that was, I forgot about that even existed, but yeah. I think I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, yeah. it's not like, like I said, that's another one that's not like winning performances. But it's a good movie for what it is, I guess. Exactly. I like for it what it is, yeah. Yeah, for what it is, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Van Helsing with uh, <laughs> oh. uh, what's his face? 
That was actually a good movie, in my and, opinion. And I fucking the love Duke that from, movie. Um, I, love it. I like the Duke. I enjoyed it. You know the Duke from Moulin Rouge is... um is Ewan McGregor? No, Dracula. Duke. The one that's trying to slut up Nicole Kidman's character in Moulin Rouge. I didn't watch that movie. It's oh been my a, god! I'm I so sorry. It's been I, a long time. I like the song. I'm so sorry, Ariel. I misheard you. I thought you said the Duke of Mulan. <laughs> and I was like, who? I was like, wait, that vampire guy. It's an animated film. How was he there? I'm like, he, he no. I, he was like, he was like, Fa Mulan. <laughs> my god. I'll get you next time, Van Helsing. I mean, Mulan. Mulan, <laughs> you and your little dragon Mushu. Oh, now it's a phoenix. I'm sorry, what? No, Mushu's not in it. He's a, it's a phoenix. I don't know how I feel about that. I really liked Mushu. Immediately, I was like, I don't want to watch it. I li- I, mean, I really well, like Mushu. Imagine, I'm excited. I'm excited Can you imagine that replacing Eddie Murphy, though? Well, no, but I liked Mushu. Will like, Smith? You could have done it. Twice in a row, baby. Will Smith is the <laughs> I wouldn't act. I'm Will excited. Smith is Mushu? Hey, fuck it. Let's go. What two about, two. Okay, okay. What about Chris Rock as Mushu? I mean, nah. Rock, what is it was Eddie Murphy's uh, project. Well, then just make like, it, just make Eddie Murphy again. Why not have him do it? I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I love, I love Mulan and I love Mushu, but that was the. It kind of felt like a little out of place. You're just like, okay, this is. Really, I really like the it's dragon part. Mushu. It's like James Hong and like like um and like George Sakai and Eddie Murphy. All right, okay. It worked for me. It's very blasphemy. I, it. I mean, I, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I, I liked him and I liked the cricket. And I'm like, if there's no cricket, I don't know how I'm going to feel, man. I, don't know. I'm ex- I feel like that's the kind of remake that Disney should be making instead of like I movies mean, like The is, Lion King it, and well, Lion King yeah. and Aladdin, which are just like beat for beat remakes. It's like, we'll take something that's like inspired by it. And like, well, like it's got the same kind of general story, but it's not just like, here's all the same things. We've got to make sure we have Mushu in it because Mushu was in the old one. Like, just... Just give me something that like has the flavor of Mulan, but it's a it's a different movie. Otherwise, why am I just watching the, the Lion King again? Or worse, or why are you remaking all these movies that were already good anyways and trying to milk me for some more money on the same nostalgia factor? Yeah, because they're going to do that regardless. So if they're going to do that, they might as well make a new original good movie. You know, like or just remaster just, like, it, and put it back. Or like computer. you know. Like I have like, some problems with the, with the uh, John Favreau Jungle Book, but at least it's a different movie than the old Jungle Book, you know. Or they can just make Tron three. Boom! That'd be cool. Finally, make that fucking. We're gonna have to wait like another what? It was like thirty years between Tron two mm-hmm. and three. Another thirty years. It's gonna be like twenty fifty before. Tron as long 3 as we get, it's gonna be. As we get Death one more time. It's okay, gonna be I'm done. Olivia hey, Wilde and, and hey, um, pun intended. It's gonna be Olivia Wilde and the guys. Um, Kid Garrett he- no. Garrett Hedlund? Yeah, Garrett is that his name? Hedlund. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna kid. have to do Nobody technology. Everybody watched it for fucking uh, Big Lebowski. All right. Well, to tell you it all back together, <laughs> Night's Tale is a very original movie. <laughs> so go it watch is. it. Yeah, check it out. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, recommended. I mean, I, it's definitely a recommend for me too. Movie, I, I think it's it's how the young kids would say it's a slap. What would you know about you? I, I keep I keep hearing it's a. Slap what are you trying to say? I'm not, that, I'm not that old. How would I, I not know. know what a slap or a bop it's is? A running joke. Yeah, you're like like what two years older than us or something. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not. Excuse I'm me, I'm not seventy two. I'm tying it back to when I accidentally called you old like a 
I know you. I know you are. But is go. this going to be a theme every time? It's no, going to be Batman, like the no. new running joke. You know, Batman, Superman. Like you know, this it was just is be there. The next one. It was just there. I had to. Okay. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's low hanging fruit. I know. <laughs> but don't trip, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you yeah. guys loved it. Yeah. Go out and watch a night's sale. Next week, Batman v Superman reviewed and talked about by an <laughs> old man. God, Jesus. I'm and not that old watch man that movie. is me because I'm, I'm 29. Not... I'm almost 30. I'm going to die soon. Oh, you're going to be 30 this month. Welcome Shut to the old up. man's club. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the old man's club. Oh, shit. I'm going to die. I can feel it. <laughs> My left arm. What? Yeah, I turned 36 months ago, and I basically oh. just, you know, like, I'm just falling apart ever since. Hey, listen, listen. If you guys think that's bad, I'm about to turn 35. You guys aren't even there yet. Like, it only gets better from here. You're not as old. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll, 35, we'll wrap it 35 up. 35 is the new 21. <laughs> like, yeah. He's almost 50. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 yeah, almost. Not yet, but almost. Well, thank you, everybody out there for listening. Go ahead, yeah. and if you can, subscribe to us on whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on and give us a, a rating and a review yeah. if you're listening to iTunes five stars we'd love to hear it yeah, if you guys really want to if you guys really want to support us you know go on go on our YouTube and, and start uh, liking our videos and subscribing there because that's that one bell. way that's one no because that's honest honest to god that is one way you guys can really support us because right now we're not running ads on anything we're not doing you know we're not asking for you guys' money but it would be great if you guys could go on youtube and start supporting us there because eventually we could get some ad revenue from that stuff and you know and that can support us because we're just a, a bunch of guys you know and, and ladies uh doing a podcast that we're not getting you know we're basically giving our time and stuff and it, it would be nice to be able to to uh, upscale our stuff because you know we we we're just broke people uh, enjoying what we do. But, it, you yeah. know, a, a free way to support us would be going on YouTube and doing that. And that would be that would be fantastic. You know, we yeah. would really appreciate that. Or, or mention us to a friend if you want to, yeah. you know, like, cause, you know, iTunes, you know, or however, mm-hmm. Spotify, however you listen to us too, just like share it out there. Um, or even just, you know, if you have an idea for something you'd like to hear, like let us know, interact with us either by a review or a comment on YouTube or send us an email over undercastcompany at gmail.com. However you want to interact with us, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to talk about a certain movie or something, we're always listening. Um, But yeah. But yeah, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Once again, uh, we've been the Undercast Company. Got Ariel Ortiz. Thanks for being amazing. Alan and Fred Torres. Ladies. Ladies, have a drink on me. And me, Derek McDuff, I'll see you guys in another life. I went to Julia.